we're almost there. 2021 is almost one for the history books. It's been an absolutely crazy year. I hope wherever you are, you're safe, you're happy, you're okay. But today I wanna to talk about the thing that's on almost everyone's mind this time of year, goal setting. The thing about New Year's resolutions is that the vast majority of us will not stick with them. By the end of January, over 80% of New Year's resolutions have been abandoned or forgotten about. And that's just defeating. But I know that you found your way to me, to Hypothyroid Chef, to my podcast, to my YouTube channel, because you wanna feel better, you want to thrive. If you're already a thyroid thriver, you wanna keep thriving and you wanna keep building on those healthy changes and healthy habits you've already adopted. So today we're gonna to talk about goal setting. I'm putting on my health coach hat to teach you about smarter goals, goals that we can actually stick with and not work. For any of you thinking about New Year's resolutions, you don't wanna miss this. Hello, thyroid drivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. All right, thyroid drivers, let's dive in. I'm gonna be teaching you today about SMARTER goal setting. That's actually an acronym, SMARTER, and I'll teach you every letter of that acronym and what it means and the science behind it. But first I wanna tell you a personal story about goal setting. So almost one year ago today, I signed up for a fitness challenge hosted by a friend. Everybody put like, I can't remember, 30 bucks into the pot and whoever's still standing at the end of the year and has reached their goals is one of the winners. I decided to sign up because I'm a goal-oriented person and I've learned through running Thyroid 30 and things like that, the science of successful habit change and having community, having accountability, they do help motivate us. So I was like, sure, I'd love to do this. Thanks for inviting me and I signed up. Now there were a lot of different levels you could sign up at because we had grandparents in their 80s participating in this. We had kids who were under 10 participating in this and everything in between. And some of the people who are participating really wanted to um, push themselves physically. They had different criteria. If they were going to record a walk, for example, or a run, it had to be at least four miles. The bike rides had minimum mileage requirements and things like that. Now, when I signed up for this, I was just a few weeks out from shoulder surgery for adhesive capsulitis, also known as frozen shoulder. That's something that we're a little more prone to as Hashimoto's patients and I ended up getting it last year. It was not fun, but I had this surgery and I was recovering from it, and I knew I needed some kind of motivation to stay active, but I was also in some pain. I had limited mobility, and I was going to PT at the time like four days a week, so I knew I had that, and I knew I would be a little bit limited, but I wanted to set a goal that I could stick with, 
the competitive side of me was tempted to join my friends and my peers who were part of this fitness challenge in going for a higher level. But I decided, no, I'm, I'm gonna notch down considering all my circumstances and I'm going to do the level that is 150 minutes of exercise per week. So this is what the American Heart Association recommends. So that's like five 30 minute workouts throughout the week. And I felt a little self-conscious doing that because it was like me and all the grandparents. But here's the thing, we're coming into the home stretch and out of 25 or so people that started this fitness challenge, I'm one of five that is finishing it. And I didn't fudge, I stuck with it. And that little 150 minutes a week of exercise goal absolutely helped motivate me during the weeks when I didn't feel like it, when I was tired, when I just, ugh, you know, it's exercise, it's work. Sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's just something that we have to get ourselves to do. So as the year progressed and my shoulder healed and I got more and more mobile and could do more and more stuff, it did get quite a bit easier but it taught me a major lesson about goal setting and setting goals that are actually attainable and sustainable. As some of you know, I am currently a functional medicine health coach candidate. So I'm doing this coaching program through the Institute for Functional Medicine. I'm having so much fun diving into the science and art of successful habit change and helping people make those successful habit changes, which is something I've been doing for years through my work, but this is just taking uh, more of a fine tooth comb to it and really parsing out what is it that helps us actually succeed. So one of the ways that we can help ourselves make goals that we can actually stick with, that we can make it not just you know one week into January, but through the entire year with, and really not just through the entire year, but to make lifelong habit changes is by setting these SMART goals. Now SMART goals is an acronym. SMART goals stands for goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And SMARTER goals, the ER, stands for goals that you can evaluate and revise. So let's just start with the SMART goals part. So when you're thinking about something that you want for yourself this year, let's just sort of get ourselves into that mode of what is it that I really want to do for my health this year? What's the missing piece of my health puzzle that's been neglected that I wanna put a little bit more attention and intention towards? Let's just talk about fitness as an example, okay? So SMART goals, the S stands for specific. If we can't be specific about what our goals are, it's too loose. We can't sink our teeth into it. We need to make it specific and simple as well. So to say, I wanna lose weight this year, that's my New Year's resolution, I'm gonna lose weight, it's, just, it's not specific enough. I would even argue maybe saying, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds, 
it's not really specific enough. Let's go deeper into specifics. What are you going to do? Why are you going to do it? How is it gonna happen? Where is it gonna happen? Things like that. Hey, I'm on the weight loss wagon with you. I would love to lose 20 pounds. Part of me doing that is making sure that I exercise consistently. I feel like I've got my food down pretty well. I eat really healthy the vast majority of the time. I like to indulge maybe 10% of the time. I'm good with it. Like there's not a whole lot of changes I feel like I wanna make, but exercise is something that I consistently have to find little motivations for. So my goal that worked was specific. Every week throughout the year, I was going to get that 150 minutes of exercise and I was going to do it at home because I'm not going to the gym anymore. Or I would do it outside. You know, we're very active outside and lots of yard work. And I mean, I count all that stuff. In the beginning, I, when I was in a lot of PT, I allowed myself to count my PT minutes that felt like exercise. Some of it was more just therapeutic stuff. But when I was home doing my, you know, 30 to 45 minute PT exercises, I counted that. And it helped motivate me to do the PT too. So it was a win-win. So that goal was very specific. Okay, so S is for specific, M is for measurable. How will you measure your success? Well, I knew that I had to hit that 150 minute mark every week. And I had three grace weeks throughout the year where if I was sick or something came up or injured or whatever, that I could skip those weeks and not fall out of the fitness challenge that I was in. So I had that down and then I knew that I could keep track of the minutes on my Fitbit. After measurable, A stands for attainable. I think this was a huge part of my success in actually making it through the fitness challenge. I set a goal that felt attainable for me. Would I have liked to be, you know, doing eight mile bike rides and four mile walks four days a week? Sure. Is that realistic for me with where I'm at in my life right now and, and considering that I was recovering from surgery? Absolutely not. So setting that attainable goal, even though it was maybe a little bit hard for my ego in the beginning, it really served me in the end. And that sort of ties into the realistic part of the goals. This is what was realistic for me. It didn't feel like I was reaching too far. It just felt like something I could actually do that was going to support my health and support healthy habits. So we talked about S-M-A-R. The T stands for timeline or timely. What's, your, what's each action step? Okay timely every month at you know the rules were very clearly laid out by my friend who organized this every month at the end of the month we're going to go into this spreadsheet and we'll record our minutes we'll also record if we had any grace weeks where we didn't meet our goal i had that timeline all set out for me and i think that was really a huge part of me staying with it because the timeline wasn't just motivating for me. It gave me that accountability. I'd get that email and yep, every month more and more people would drop off, drop off until we were down into like the single digits and then just a few of us left at the end. Most of my friends who chose that higher level 
didn't make it to the halfway mark of the year. They maybe made it a few months, but it eventually just got too busy. And we're all busy moms, we have really busy schedules, but I feel like that was a huge uh, eye-opener for me and seeing that, yeah, it was hard to set that smaller goal in a way, but I also set a goal that was attainable and realistic for me. So the other thing that helps us make goals that we can actually stick with is that ER, smarter goals. So E stands for um, goals that we can evaluate and R stands for goals that we can revise. Because as we're going along, we need to be able to come back and say, you know what, this part of it isn't working. Like say I had signed up for that higher level. Maybe I would come back to my friend a month in and say, you know what, this really just feels like more than I can do. Would it be all right if I notched down to that 150 minute um, per week goal? Or, you know, the other way that I was able to reevaluate and revise my goal is as my shoulder healed and I was able to do more stuff and I didn't have to do as much PT, then my workouts changed. And so I didn't need to put so many exercise minutes and so much energy towards my shoulder PT. Then it was summertime and I was swimming almost every day doing yard work, you know, at least a couple days a week, um, hiking more, biking more, stand up paddleboard, all that stuff counts, right? All that fun stuff. Then as the year progressed, uh, you know, we'd email each other a little bit when it came time to fill out the spreadsheet with our minutes. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm still here, but it's a little bit challenging now that the weather has changed. We also had a time when we were dealing with a lot of wildfire smoke and suddenly I couldn't get my exercise minutes in quite so easily and had to be indoors with the windows closed and the air purifiers going and also not doing anything that was too cardio intensive because we had compromised air quality. So it did require me to get a little bit creative throughout the year as seasons shifted, as my personal circumstances shifted, as you know things like wildfire smoke and weather events changed and now coming into the end of the year i am back to my indoor workouts where my goal is two pilates workouts and one peloton ride per week for intensive cardio and then i get at least a couple dog walks in and my 150 minutes is covered and it feels great my body feels really really good really strong um, I don't look like a bodybuilder, but that's just like probably not going to happen for me. What I did do is I exercised consistently for an entire year because I set a smarter goal and you can too. So if you're out there thinking, you know, I want this, I, I don't want to discourage you from saying I want to lose 20 pounds because I think that's a great place to start, but zero in on that and get get yourself a piece of paper and write this out. How is the goal going to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic? And then how can you, once you've you know, dove into uh, the work of achieving this goal, 
how can you come back and give yourself the wiggle room to evaluate and if necessary, revise that goal so that it is you know, attainable and realistic for you. And that's it. And this stuff works. This is how we do it. This is how health coaches train people and help people to make real, sustainable, meaningful, permanent change in their lives. It starts here. It starts with a desire to get stronger, feel better, lose weight, look better, have more energy, play with your grandkids, keep dancing, keep skiing, whatever it is that keeps your fire burning. Start there, but then winnow that down to a smarter goal that you can actually stick with. And let me know in six months or 12 months how you did, because I bet that you will find that when you have a smarter goal, it's a lot easier to attain and to stick with. And that just feels good. It just, it feels so good and it boosts our confidence when we have that success of, I did this, I stuck with this. And from there, we just keep building and building and building. So it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be extreme workouts. It doesn't have to be unobtainable or enormous or require you completely overhauling your whole life. Shrink it down if you have to so that you can actually stick with it, achieve it, keep going, and then keep making smarter goals because you're worth it and because I know you got this. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment, let us know what is your goal for the year and how are you going to make that goal smarter so that you can stick with it and attain it and reap those rewards. All right, thyroid thrivers, happy new year. I know you can do this. I wish you amazing health and prosperity in the year to come. Let's all stay strong, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep thriving. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next year.